Welcome back to Your Daily Bible Podcast. We're continuing in the book of Daniel. Today we're in another one of Daniel's visions in Daniel chapter 9. It was the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede, the son of Asherus, who became king of the Babylonians. During the first year of the reign, I, Daniel, learned from reading the word of the Lord as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet that Jerusalem must lie desolate for 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I also wore rough burlap and sprinkled myself with ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, you are great and an awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and obey your commands. But we have sinned and done wrong. We have rebelled against you and scorned your commands and regulations. We have refused to listen to your servants, the prophets, who spoke on your authority to the kings and princes and ancestors and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are in the right. But as you see, our faces are covered with shame. This is true of all of us, including the people of Judah and Jerusalem and all of Israel, scattered near and far, wherever you have driven us because of our disloyalty to you. O Lord, we and our kings, princes, and ancestors are covered with shame because we have sinned against you. But the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving. Even though we have rebelled against him, we have not obeyed the Lord our God, for we have not followed the instructions he gave us through his servants, the prophets. All Israel has disobeyed your instruction and turned away, refused to listen to your voice. So now the solemn curse and judgment written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because of our sin. You have kept your word and done to us and our rulers exactly as you warned. Never has there been such a disaster as happened in Jerusalem. Every curse written against us in the law of Moses has come true. Yet we have refused to seek mercy from the Lord our God by turning from our sins and recognizing his truth. Therefore the Lord has brought upon us the disaster he prepared. The Lord our God was right to do all of these things. For we did not obey him. Our Lord, our God, you brought lasting honor to your name by rescuing your people from Egypt in a great display of power. But we have sinned and were full of wickedness. In view of all your faithful mercies, Lord, please turn your furious anger away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. All the neighboring nations mocked Jerusalem and your people because of our sins and the sins of our ancestors. O our God, hear your servant's prayer. Listen as I plead, for your own sake, Lord, smile again on your desolate sanctuary. O my God, lean down and listen to me. Open your eyes and see our despair. See how your city, the city that bears your name, lies in ruins. We make this plea, not because we deserve help, but because of your mercy. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act. For for your own sake, do not delay. O my God. God, for your people and your city, bear your name. I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God of Jerusalem for his holy mountain. As I was praying, Gabriel, whom I had seen in an earlier vision, came swiftly to me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He explained to me, Daniel, I have come here to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given, and now I am here to tell you what it was. For you are very precious to God. Listen carefully so that you can understand the meaning of your vision. A period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion, to put an end to their sin, to atone for their guilt, 
to bring in everlasting righteousness, to confirm the prophetic vision, and to anoint the most holy place. Now listen and understand. Seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven will pass from the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one, comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses despite the perilous times. After this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed, appearing to have accomplished nothing, and a ruler will arise whose armies will destroy the city and the temple. The end will come with the flood, and war and its miseries are decreed from that time to the very end. The ruler will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven, but after half this time, he will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings. And as a climax to all these terrible deeds, he will set up a sacrilegious object that causes desecration until the fate decreed from the defiler is finally poured out on him. All right. Let me ask you, when you were a kid, were you afraid that there were monsters under your bed? Did you ever run to your parents' room to escape the certain danger that lurked beneath your sheets? Let me ask you, where do you turn when you're scared? What do you do when you get bad news? Or when the world is falling apart around you? Some run to a friend or to a special place. Some try to hide away from it by getting lost in food or a TV show, a movie, something else that can hopefully just numb the pain, like alcohol or other substances. But in Daniel chapter 9, Daniel gets this devastating news. He realizes Jerusalem, the city he loves, is going to lie desolate for 70 years. But instead of running from that fear or letting that fear harden his heart towards God, Daniel turns to the Lord. It says, So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition. See, when bad things happen, our first instinct often is to run. We beg God to remove us from the situation as quickly and as pain-free as possible. But Daniel doesn't do that. Instead, he acknowledges that God's punishment is deserved, and he takes responsibility himself for Israel's disobedience. Then Daniel repents and asks God to forgive him and his fellow countrymates. Allowing ourselves to experience grief over our sin is the first step to us moving past it. Not numbing or running from conviction is the spiritual equivalent of shining a light under the bed. By allowing ourselves to see the situation as it is, we can begin the process of replacing what lies we have believed with the truth of the Bible. We have to face reality if we're going to change our reality. When we rush to get out from under the pain, we miss out on what God wants to do in the midst of our pain. And as Daniel was praying, a messenger from God reminded him, you are very precious to God. For all of you who hear this today, who are suffering, you are very precious to God. And he's not looking to harm you. And he's not looking to hurt you. In fact, he's promised that if you're in Christ, he will use whatever situation, whatever pain, whatever hurt that you are suffering right now for your good someday. And I believe with all my heart that instead of running from God, today, let's run to him. Let's cry out to the Lord and fall at his feet and see his mercy once again. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you're with us. I really do thank you that you love us and you care for us and that you demonstrated that for us once and for all by sacrificing your life for our sins. 
thank you today that we don't have to doubt whether or not that you're with us or that you love us because you gave us your spirit to always be with us and confirm that you really do care no matter what our situation and circumstances look like. Be with us today, Jesus, in your perfect name. Amen.